What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Pulse of Fins Nation. Uh, your normal host, Lewis, is there. You could, If you're listening to this through the audio stream, you can't see. But if you're watching this, you see he's there, but he's not there. He's having some stuff going on. So I guess I'm kind of pseudo hosting. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing, Chris? Uh, doing well, man. And what about I'm you, doing Mark? great. Uh, I'm awesome. doing awesome. Awesome. Another victory, of course. Of course. What'd you guys think before we... Uh, Get into it here and get into the promos. What do you guys think? Like quick overview on the Raiders game, Alf. What did you think? Yeah, I think that it, it was you know it wasn't pretty to watch, but you need wins like that during a, a season. So yeah, I was I was very happy to to actually see it won the way it was won. Uh, I guess could, could I have been you know not won in a fashion that I would have been unhappy with it. Yeah, they could have forced overtime and we would have kicked the field goal and won it in overtime, you know, after, you know, struggling for 10 minutes in the overtime. But no, uh, the way that they won it was actually the best way. I think that you could have won that game uh, and get something out of it, which I think I was very happy with. Uh, You know, you need to get you need to get wins from from your defense every once in a while. And that's how you win a Super Bowl eventually is when all phases of your team can actually win you a game. And so I was very happy with the way they won the game. Good deal. What about you, Chris? Um, It was uh, sloppy, but it's a win. So I'm not going to complain about a win. Um, And like Alf said, you've got to have wins like this sometimes in the schedule. They're not always going to be 40 to to 7 kind of wins, even though us fans want to see. So – yeah, we'll take them how we can get them. We know that there's things that we can improve on, and I think as fans, we kind of look at that. But at the end of the day, it is uh, it's a win. It's uh, it, it goes. In the, it doesn't matter how they got there. It's a win. So as long as they can improve uh, and keep working and playing their best ball toward the end of the year, we're going to get to where we want to be. All right, good deal, good deal. Okay, before we get into that Raiders game and then into our next matchup with the the Yets. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsors. First of all, we got Prize Picks. This show is brought to you by PrizePicks.com. PrizePicks.com is the revolutionary fantasy platform where you can now pick up to six different players across professional sports leagues, NFL, NBA, MLB, one of each. It's up to you. And choose whether your chosen player will get more or less than their projected stat. They give you free squares, special Taco Tuesday promos like today, Flex Friday specials to where you get your money back if you lose or multiply the amount of money you can win. So with offers like that, it's hard to justify not signing up. Use the promo code five that's F I V E and they will match up to a hundred dollars on your initial deposit. When you sign up again, that's promo code five spell that out F I V E go to prizepicks.com, deposit your hundred and let prize picks give you a hundred dollars of their money to play with. Get started winning today. 
All right. And also, we have a newer sponsor, uh, My Nintendo Store. The show is now affiliated, the My Nintendo Store. Let's face it, folks, we're all gamers at heart, and Nintendo's been there for us for nearly 50 years, creating all-time classics that are remembered by every generation growing up. And right now, they have special deals going on for what are sure to be more top-selling games in Nintendo's endlessly long lineup. Super Mario RPG, a classic from the days of the Nintendo 64, is being completely remastered from the ground up and will be releasing on November 17th, or released on November 17th, for new audiences to enjoy Mario's first-ever RPG adventure. And right now is Super Mario Wonder, the Mario Brothers latest completely new game that is already receiving rave reviews from both critics and actual gamers alike just click the links in the description below to order or pre-order either of these awesome titles and you'll be receiving bonus items upon making your purchase my nintendo store your best and quickest gateway to the world of nintendo all right guys uh just want to kind of add on to it a little bit <clears throat> what you guys were saying about the game. Uh, Alf, you mentioned that you need games like this. I don't know if you need games like this, but let me tell you, if you look back through, I don't know, let's just say the last 10 Super Bowl winners, you just went through all their seasons, you will have games like this. Like, you're just going to. It's so rare that a team won't even take a loss. So, and this is what I, I've been saying this now, what? Four weeks in a row, I keep saying it. You find me a team besides the Dolphins that hasn't suffered a loss that they shouldn't have. Like, we keep seeing teams do that. Miami Dolphins, maybe this was their one close game to a, a truly inferior opponent that came in on a hot streak. And it's not like they stopped us from moving the ball. Like, people are concerned about the offense. I mean, they moved the ball over 400 yards, like 430 yards. They, they turned the ball over. They turned the ball over four times. They had one turnover on downs inside the five and missed the field goal. There's six possessions right there. Now, obviously, they have two punts, but that's organic. That's part of the game. You're going to punt. Six possessions right there ended by a turnover, a turnover, a down, or a missed field goal. That's why they didn't score 35, 40 points. Let's be honest. So I'm not worried about the offense. I love to see what the defense is doing right now. Um, Alf, you had mentioned in your podcast about the snaps that uh, Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer took and how it was really high. That, that kind of... I don't know if you said it concerned you. You were just surprised by it. I didn't know if you wanted to elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, I thought that they needed to incorporate a third guy in there a little bit more. They did play Raekwon Davis some uh, as a zero, but they needed to introduce another guy. I think that Deshaun Hand played three snaps, I think it was. That was his final number. I know Emmanuel Agua can play a little bit of three-tech, maybe introduce him a little bit, but uh, we know they can handle it. But I don't think you want to be doing that in week 11 of the regular season. Like, that's something you reserve for the playoffs, the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl. But that many snaps, I thought it just – I just found it odd. And, you know, I don't know if they'll admit it, but it was probably a mistake. It was in the flow of the game. And some would say, oh, that's on Fangio. It's not on Fangio. Fangio just calls the plays. Pro personnel, I mean, the the player personnel – on the sidelines is Ronaldo Hill and Anthony Campanelli. Those guys have to be mindful of the snaps that these guys are playing and just find these guys a breather every once in a while because I thought that was just way too big of a load for both defensive tackles. Do, do you think it's possible that their their thought process for how the game might go is they would get a comfortable lead a little earlier? So we're just going to play these guys hard. We'll get a, we're going to get up uh, by two or three scores, and then I'll – start bringing in backups more. And because it stayed <clears throat> always within a score, they just ended up leaving them out there, and that's why it got out of hand from them. When Had they thought about that to begin with, maybe they would have been spelling them inside and out of the game from the beginning. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, observation because that kind of sounds like probably what happened. Uh, you, know, you know, don't quote me on it, but it does seem like that's that there was a mistake here because – uh, what's the reasoning? Uh, what's the reasoning of activating a Deshaun Hand if he's going to play three snaps when he, you know he's not going to give you too much on, on special teams? Crystal Wilkins even played special teams. I think he played 10 snaps on, on special teams. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, I, I just like to see them introduce a, another guy. Uh, 
you know, play Deshaun hand a little bit more, get that snap count a little bit down. You want to preserve these guys for December, January, and February. Uh, you don't want to use them up in November. I, yeah, especially I agree um, when you're when you're going on a short week, five days, really. Um, I think McDaniel said he's kind of treating this Friday game because it's a little bit earlier in the day, like a Thursday night game. He kind of treats the schedule the same, but I agree. So, um, <clears throat> Chris, what, what did you see? Because I know you like to watch defense. And you're a big linebackers guy and all that. What did you see on defense in general – Considering how the defense is really coming along the last few weeks, even in the loss to Kansas City, um, what did uh, what did you think about the defense? Anybody stand out to you? Chris? Who was that, Chris? It, okay, it was. I thought I said Chris. I might not have. <laughs> you know, he, you, you did say Chris, but it's like, remember, he, we, like, you, well, he has different names now. Ethan thinks his name is Earl. We got uh, call him Duke, and now you call him Chris. So this guy's it, probably having like an existential personality <laughs> disorder. Hey, Chris Earl so Duke. So that's who – Cause yeah, cause <laughs> the other day I was talking to Ethan, and, and he was telling me, yeah, yeah, I like those guys. I like this guy. I like that guy. I like Earl. And I'm like, who the fuck is Earl? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so true 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 story when uh, my wife and i started dating in college she called my apartment and she asked for chris and the guys were like who oh, oh you mean earl let me go get him so uh that actually happened um but I, I my computer was acting up so i didn't hear the name so my apologies there no, no, um, uh i i try to watch more of the offensive line nowadays um what I found interesting was the fact that Andrew Van Ginkle was getting a lot of snaps in the nickel. I think he outsnapped David Long. I don't know if that's a planned thing or what was going on there, but um, mm-hmm. I thought the secondary played very well. Um, obviously, Jalen Ramsey does what he does, but Cater Kohu even matched up against Devontae Adams. And uh, I watched uh, the QB school about Aiden O'Connell. Uh, from the prior week and he was showing some stuff that Devontae Adams does. And it was just, I was like, man, this guy is so good at receiver and it's to watch him essentially get shut down, not just by Jalen Ramsey, but by X, but by Kohu. It was, it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, it was definitely awesome. And uh, I see some comments already coming in, mostly uh, Cap for Life, who is asking Alpha, what's the word on Smythe in the running game with Ingle? To that, I would respond first, and I would say, make sure you go into OnlyFins at $3 a month. It's the best $3 you will ever spend. So make sure you're heading on over there to get that information. So that's my answer to that question. (laughs) But uh, Alpha, I don't know if you want to address it or not. Well, Smythe was injured. Uh, He should be playing this week. He didn't practice today. but, you know, that was expected. Uh, Engel, there's nothing wrong with Engel. Engel was really good. And he hasn't hit a, he hasn't missed a backside cutoff all season. And they run like three a game. So uh, there's nothing wrong with Engel. And as far as, you know, the run game, there's nothing wrong with the run game. They just got to get healthy. They got to get healthy guards and they got to get a running back that's going to stay in the game. Devon Achan asking out of the game after one snap is not ideal. That That tests your your depth is and that then, what happened i thought he was like i thought there were reports that he was begging to go back in and get and um mcdaniel said no well but he asked out of the game originally uh, ah that I did you not see know. yeah uh, coaches when you ask out of a game okay now in in high school college they might put you back in there as soon as you say you're fine but in the pros you ask out of a game because you you hurt something you know it Coaches might hold it against you, and they might say, you know what, let's just evaluate because we don't want to put you in with an injury, and then you really aggravated, and then you know we lose your invest- our investment in you. So as soon as you ask out of the game because of injury, they're going to look at you cross-eyed, you know, and you know, they're going to they're gonna hold you out of that game to make sure everything mm-hmm. is fine with you the next day. Um, the good news is that he did practice today, so that's – so things are looking up for Friday, and now that Savon Ahmed is out for the season, uh, you got to think that Devon Achan will be active on Friday and play. And so will Jeff Wilson. There's no more mm-hmm. uh, inactive Jeff Wilson. Uh, Devon Achan's going to have And we're waiting on Brooks, and we're waiting on Brooks in a week's time. So He's coming that, back? Yes. How many players have the Dolphins brought back already? I think that'll max it out right there. Yeah. If it's Brooks, okay, so we're basically saying Isaiah Wynn is done, done. There's no, there's no hope on that. Oh yeah, wait, there's that too. Jeez. I think that I think they have two left. 
I saw oh, a tweet left. That. Ah, gotcha. So they didn't mind burning one on Ahmed then, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a piece of it, though, but I understand I mean, Ahmed, they have more yeah, important Ahmed, players. Uh, at this point, Ahmed's done. There's no chance he's going to be brought back. Oh, no, I know. But that's what I'm saying. That's why they didn't mind just going ahead and putting him on IR and saying he was done for the year because they knew that he wasn't going to be one of the ones that they want to bring back. But it's interesting. They, they would choose. I mean, maybe Ahmed really is done for the year, like even if they wanted to bring him back. I'm not really sure the extent of his injury. But uh, it's interesting that they might choose Brooks over um opmed if if it truly is either one could come back i wonder if that's more the struggles with short yardage too i mean i don't know if we really got to test brooks and as the quote-unquote short yardage guy but uh i wonder if they're thinking about that for him but uh alf one thing that you mentioned about Achain asking out of the game and they'll look at you cross-eyed i've kind of wondered if just the way we see mcdaniel handling injuries from a coach's point if he's really asked players to to be kind of hyper focused on if they think something's going on more so than other coaches might i don't know I, it was just a thought just just based off the way he's handled injury so far i wouldn't be surprised but i didn't know if maybe you'd heard anything like that and that's possibly why our chain decided to go ahead and just say i hit my knee i feel a little something well uh, they were going to be very very conservative with injuries this year and that was evident by very early on in the season and by the way on Savan Ackman he is out for the year like that's like that's official like he, yeah. he's not going to be brought back and you know so so Brooks so the the choice is not really Brooks or Ackman to to come back onto the the roster it's really Brooks or Darrington Evans who is on the practice squad right now so okay. You know, they can also go out in free agency and go get another running back. But, yeah, Savon Ackman did, is done for the season. Did uh, the Bears release Evans? Yeah, he's back okay. on, on with he's the Dolphins. on our practice squad. I would not be surprised if he gets elevated just because he's already had some time to kind of get acquainted with what our offense does. And I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. App State? <laughs> that's how you know there's quality there, I guess. That's uh, That's how you know. When hey, Chris we, Earl Duke like sees an App State guy, they're few, and far, they're few and far between in the league, so got to root for them when they when they're there. Yeah, I hear you. So since Alf meant up uh, mentioned free agent running backs, just to take a quick look around at exactly what is uh, what is out there, let me just take a quick look at Spot Track here, and that's probably the best uh, option I can come up with here. Uh, let's see. Lewis, do we have you back permanently or just hanging around uh, for a few minutes again? I'm, you, it, if, never know. if I get another phone call, I will disappear into the ether once more until I can take care of it. But uh, I appreciate you holding it down while I was doing what I had to do on this end. Gotcha. Like, work never, the work never stops. The work just, never stops. So people understand Lewis is a neurologist. Yeah, oh, oh he yes. He has to do yes. telehealth visits. Listen, if you are coming to me for neurology, <laughs> you are dead. <laughs> Neurologist or proctologist? Which one? Well, I don't know if you can really way, do much as a proctologist in a, in a telehealth. I, I think uh, as a neurologist, you can. Regardless, if you come to me, you're in trouble. That's what I would say to that. <laughs> so uh, I was just looking through the list here. Uh, so. It's not exactly up to date. It says still says that Leonard Fournette is available, which he is not. He is now with the Buffalo Bills, so that is uh, that is inaccurate. Um, J.D. McKissick, is he available? I don't know, because there's not a whole lot of names left that you can really point to and say, yeah, there might be something there. I know that the Dolphins recently kicked the tires on Andrew Norwell as a guard, and the fact that they didn't bring him back just kind of tells me, yeah there's, a, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing yeah, left there. Done. Yeah. Um, I see a do I do see a name that would intrigue me at the very least, and I don't think it's ever gonna. Oh, never mind. He's a Cleveland Brown. I was gonna say Kenyon Drake. I would love to see Drake in this offense huh. with Magic Daniels. That's fun. Let's, not, let's do another with Miami Browns. He's, he's with the Browns because he's actually a perfect fit for this offense. Yeah, he I would know, actually be kind of fun to have him back for like you know part of a season just to see like old hat Dolphins. When I say old hat, I mean the Tannehill time. You know, kind of. Kenyon Drake would go ballistic in this offense. I truly believe that. I don't know that Kenyon Drake is going to go ballistic in any offense anymore, to be honest. But he'll uh, go ballistic in the USFL. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you mean. I, I get your point, Lewis. It would be interesting to see uh, what he could do, if anything. No, well, he's with the Browns now, so that's a moot point. What about Just- no Sean Moreno? Is he is uh- he available? <laughs> 
sometimes you, you kill me. Man. <laughs> I saw Duke just shake his head like, no, bro. All right, let me. Let me let, let I'm me still peruse, very sad about that. <laughs> let me peruse this this uh, list. Melvin Gordon's a Raven. So this 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 list is bad. Is what it is. Basically, what's going on here? Like, well, I mean, it, anyone you anyone you sign at this point, it's either you're getting for special teams or just to have a body just in case. I mean, if you're signing someone off the street at this point and you're expecting him to get 10 to 12 carries, something's really bad wrong with your running back room. So with between Mostert, Wilson, and HN, I think you can, you know, you might need a fourth guy for some special teams or whatever. But, yeah, I, just you're not looking to anybody to get massive snaps at this point at the running back position. Rex Burkhead uh, is available. Uh, not, not a fit. Uh, I'm looking at guys that might be a fit. Uh, James Robinson is just injured. But guys that are a fit. You know who's available, by the way? Miles Gaskin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. He was an offense, right? He was here last year. No, he's not available. He's a Minnesota Viking. Uh, he's back oh, with yeah, the that's Vikings. Right. He's, he's been cut like five times. You know who would be a perfect fit? But I think he signed on as well. Is Damian Williams? Has he signed? Oh, I have no idea. He's a really good fit. Yeah, he would available. be fun to watch. He's another guy that's kind of a little bit more old hat, just to see um, what it would be, look like to see one of the older players, you know, from from some years back on the current offense. Is he available? I think he is. Like he Ooh. would make some sense. Say that name again. Damian Williams. Damian Williams. I think there's oh, two Damian old, Williams. The good old spin master. That's what I used to call him. Damian with an E. Yeah, it's Damian with an E. He's he has one reached an hours. injury settlement with the Cardinals, so I would say he's not good to go. Well, well sometimes they injury, do those. Yeah, just... injury settlement is just a way to cut you so they yeah. don't owe you the balance of your contract. Uh, so he might be available. Hmm. Um. The only other guy, and I'm looking at this entire list, the only other guy that makes any sense, and you told me Kenyon Drake's already on a team. Is Kenyon Drake on a team or on a practice squad? He's on the – hold on a second. Because yeah, if he's, he's not signed to the 53 – We can rob him. Oh, wait, Brown's roster. Excuse me. <laughs> if he's not signed to the 53, then that's one way they can go. He is – Dun, dun, dun. I'm looking through the list here. I'm sorry. He is on the practice squad. Yeah. So is Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other guys that that do have experience in outside zone. Malcolm Brown. Remember him? He was he was here. Mm, yeah, yeah, for a bit. Yeah. So he has experience in outside running outside zone, but that's not the the cut of the guy that they want to get. They want a, a speedier pass receiving type back. Giovanni Bernard makes a little sense, you know. But I think the best out of this entire group, if you can't get Kenyon Drake, it's Damian Williams. It's two Dolphins. It's two former Dolphins. So Giovanni yeah. Bernard is back with the Bengals as a photographer. Nice. So he's not <laughs> that's an early retirement. So. Wow, yeah. Feels that way. Interesting. Yeah, he's thirty one years old. But yeah, um, photographer. Yeah, it's 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 slim pickings. You gotta okay? do something with your life, you know, and after football, so why not? Yeah, it's slim pickings. I think that there's not much to to glean from this list. Like there's, you know, as far as extra ball carriers, they got plenty. Remember that they have Chase Claypool coming back. Um, he should be back, maybe not this week, but the following week, and he can be a ball carrier as well in this offense. And you know, they use Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, uh, Cedric Wilson's a good ball carrier as well. So that's not the issue. The issue is, of course, trying to get you know, the depth behind these guys. And you need at least three healthy guys for every game day because they play two at a time. So, in, in other words, you know, get healthy, Devon Chen, and they're fine. I mean, I don't think he's really that hurt. I think he's fine. Just the fact that he was asking coach put me back in tells me that he's really not that beat up. So, he's. I'm sure he's all right. I'm sure he'll be active. So, will Jeff Wilson. They may. I don't know if they're going to try to get Devon Achon to play some special teams because that's a dangerous game to play when you have one of your star running backs, which he is quickly turning into one. And uh, I, I don't know if that may be the Maybe they do elevate Darrington Evans just because they need somebody to play special teams. But the uh, 
just going into the concept, yeah, Cap for Life saying, put Christian Wilkins at running back. I am 100% sure that he would love to carry the, the ball. Third and one? Yeah, why not? We yeah, couldn't yeah. do worse. Yeah, right. well, I mean, that was part of my, that was part of the issue that I had on uh, Sunday night slash Monday morning when I did Finns Nations. Like, I noticed that there is a uh, severe discrepancy in how often the Dolphins actually run the football on third and one. It always feels like there's some gimmick that they want to throw in there, like a weird, funky screen pass to Tyreek Hill that ends up going for negative yardage because the defense sniffed it out. They did, it happened against the Chiefs. It happened now against the Raiders. I, I don't want to see that screen pass anymore. Uh, I just, if it's third and one, and the thing that kills me is that there was not a single moment in that game. Like, yeah, the, the rate, the Dolphins weren't exactly gashing them for huge chunks of yards at a time in the running game, but it was always just, it was a little bit of a time methodical, but they were only getting three, four yards a carry every time they ran the football. Why would you not on third and one, just hand the ball off to Raheem Mostert, have Alec Ingold be your lead blocker and just get that yard, bro. It's not that difficult. Well, teams are playing. Teams are playing fronts that deny just running the football on third and one, and they're blitzing the hell out of Miami on third and one. So they're trying to take advantage of them through the passing game. Uh, but they're going to have to get the right fronts, and they're going to have to have some checks to to be able to get to some runs on third and one. It's just a little tougher, too, when you're you're out your tight end, you're out two of your guards. Uh, you've got on, on uh, Austin Jackson's side, you had Crosby to deal with. And I know I think it makes them a little bit, at least for this game, a little bit more hesitant. Although we are talking about a pattern beyond just this uh, past game, to, to just put in our own comments, the two a tush push. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> don't yeah, like I mean, that. you could get, you could injure, you can injure players doing that. Oh, no, they could, they could do what they did last that. year and and have Durham Smythe do it. You know. Did, did it work? Like yes. worked once and didn't work one other time or something like that? I, I'm, I think it worked every single time they, they did it. They also did it with Alec Engel, and Alec Engel scored a touchdown against the, the Lions. Doing His it. first rushing touchdown, I believe. Yeah. So they have two guys that they can do that with. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I like the, the fake tush-push play that they did in the Carolina game that, that they almost fumbled and lost. Um, it just bad execution, but if you – perfects that play and it works Raheem Mostert or a Chan or whoever you're using with it is going to score a touchdown from wherever you're at on the field. There was nobody around him. You you know what play I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So I, I, I liked the, the idea, the execution was bad. The idea was great. I mean, there's always a lot of great ideas, but that kind of boils down to what it is. It's execution. And that's when, when I, I made the title of that, what it is because it feels like I don't want to say I'm concerned about the offense, but there's a definite hiccup here where they're just not getting communication right. There's the past it's couple of weeks no now there's been a lot of there've been a, there have been a few miscommunications, a lot more than we're used to in the past few weeks. Particularly in this past on, game, there was zero hiccups. It, that Jalen Waddle deep pass that was an interception we, was a hiccup. There was a miscommunication we, between the two of them. One did one thing and Tua did another thing, and it didn't work out because they were not on the same page. And not being on the same page has been something that seems to be plaguing the offense for the past couple of weeks. Wait, that's we that's picked, the hiccup. We, picked, uh, we, we had the pick, so you can call that a miscommunication. We Like I said, I know, you, Lewis, you kind of missed the beginning. We had three fumbles. We had a turnover on downs inside the five. We had a missed field goal. That's we also played the, we played the offense. The offense we played was good enough for 35 or 40 points. It wasn't like they held us to 220 yards. But I didn't so, say that the offense was bad. I said there was a hiccup. So Yeah, I don't I consider mean, that a hiccup. I consider that don't turn the damn ball over. I mean, that's just me. I, I mean, again, I, I get what you're saying. I, I'd say maybe there was more hiccups in the first half, especially of the Kansas City game. Like, we had issues. But a lot of times those issues come with, crowd noises, et cetera, which kind of a good segue into the Jets game. Even though the Jets aren't a great team, they are a really, really, really good defense, and it is going to be a hostile crowd. And we talked about this, me and Duke, remember we uh, we mentioned this before, that this was a test for us because we wanted to test this team, this offense, and their communication in a loud road environment against a good defense. So even though the Jets aren't a great team, we get to do that this week and i hope that they have some fixes for the issues they had in buffalo philadelphia and uh germany i've got i've got two fixes for them uh one is getting robert hunt back 
And two, just run the ball better. The Jets that not, comes with Robert Hunt back. With Robert, yeah, <laughs> that'll back, help. Put Liam Eikenberg at left guard. Um, I think he's probably the best option there. The, well, what the funny thing, though, Duke, is that even Eikenberg himself has said he prefers to be on the right side. Uh, uh, well, I mean, just play your best five, whatever. I don't know if Lester Cotton's that guy, but it is definitely Eikenberg. Um, but uh, it's yeah. I mean, that guy may not be on the roster for all we know, but I mean, if you look at what the Bills did. I mean, they did not get out of start that game on fire. I think it's what nine nothing at halftime, or something like that. Um, it, they ran the ball a little more. They played a little differently, but they just kept laying on the Jets and laying on the Jets. And finally, they gave up and they scored thirty-two points. So, I think that's what the Dolphins need to do: just stick to running the football against this Jets team. Uh, and if you if you get Robert Hunt back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back, you're going to be able to run effectively to that side, I believe. And you'll hit some big runs. You'll get some big gains. You can do your some of your passing plays that, that work for, you know, quick hitters and things like that. Uh, but just don't don't abandon the run. And if they do that, um, I think, you know, I think the, the, the execution will stay a little cleaner and they will, uh, they, they will uh, do well for themselves on Friday. Alf, what do you think, man? What do you think about this Jets game and our offense versus their defense, the hostile crowd, and especially the communication issues they've had um, in the other hostile road environments they faced? Well, today they said that they were working on their on their silent counts. So I would look to to see what their communication is as far as the the line. I think they might call some more more plays at the line uh, against the Jets because that's something that uh, I was seeing yesterday. The the Eagles did, and uh, I found it curious because nobody had ever done that. Uh, at, well, at least not this year had done that in Kansas City, and that's like a real hostile crowd. Because I think that this Jets crowd might be hostile, but might be hostile to the Jets uh, on on Friday. <laughs> that's because, possible because because that, that's a that's a that's a fan base that is just ready to just run everybody out of town. Okay, except Aaron Rodgers. Except Aaron Rodgers. The New York not yet, and whoever yeah. Aaron Rodgers uh, deems worthy. <laughs> so that crowd will only be a factor if the game is close. Okay, if you get up you know, a couple of scores early, that crowd might just turn on that team and just up and quit. Okay. So, you know, it's interesting that they, that they said that they're going to work on that this week. Uh, I really liked what the Eagles did last night against Kansas city. They were going to the line with plenty of time to spare. So that means that they were getting the play and they were just lining up and they were essentially lining up at the line. Like they were getting to the line and that's where the play was coming in. So, you know, they weren't wasting any time in, in a huddle. Uh, yesterday and there was a couple of times actually where where Jalen Hurst was calling for for checks and Jason Kelsey was turning around telling him no we're not doing that so he was essentially quarterbacking the offense as well so yeah I I agree with everybody just just get your guys back and get back to running the football you can run the football against the Jets like it's you know the the Jets are are not you know they're really good when they could keep you off schedule and get you to throw it along um, although they're, they've lacked some pass rush this year. But if you can start running the football on them, they, they could become a sieve. That's what happened against them, uh, against the against the Bills. The Bills just leaned on them, leaned on them, until it just the dam broke on them. And then it was just a pile of points just fall on their head. So just duplicate that. I mean, it's not like the Jets. I'm not concerned about the Jets to the sense that they're actually going to lose. I'm, I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I feel like... With Igor and them at MetLife Stadium, MetLife Takeover, I need to just emphasize that one more time. Those dudes do a fantastic job, not just for Dolphins as fans as a whole, for charity that they donate to as well. It's a fantastic event overall. But they every year they are heard. 
every year you can hear the Dolphins fans in that one section of the stadium. And it's going to, if they can get a couple scores, all they need is like two touchdowns. All the Dolphins need are two touchdowns. And that'll be it. That's the end of the game right there. There's no way with Tim Boyle, Aaron Rodgers' bestie, is going to be able to lead that Jets' deep offense to victory against Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Cater Kohu, David Long, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb. The list is a very long list. There's no way that this dude, Tim Boyle, is going to come out of nowhere and suddenly turn this offense into an electric deep offense that the world has never seen before this is going to be a game that as long as the dolphins stay out of their own way which again that's where my hiccup problem comes in as long as they stay out of their own way this should be a game the dolphins win easily i don't care if it's hostile environment or not i get what duke was saying though and what you ron were saying as well when you said when we were doing pulse not too long ago that defense i will say it is legit i did watch a lot of that game he was they were giving Josh Allen, some problems. It was some big plays that ended up wrecking the Jets at the end of the day, and they just couldn't keep up with it because the offense couldn't do anything, and I do mean could not do anything. I find it extremely amusing that Zach Wilson went from the starter to the third string within the course of 24 hours. That was very funny to me. So, And, and the line jumped as well when that happened. The line went more in favor of Miami? Yeah, it's, so, it's a minus 10 now on ESPN. So, so would that mean that if Zach Wilson gets to be the starter again, it'll actually go even further to Z- minus 11 because they don't know what they're doing with themselves over there? <laughs> That's what I would like to think. I mean, they're, they're trying to do anything that they can at this point. I mean, they know Zach Wilson's not the guy. Um, they knew that last year. They, I mean, they knew that. Well, what That's have they been they doing? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what have they been doing, though, since Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and, and Josh Dobbs was available yeah, twice. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm thankful the Jets didn't pick him up. Um, so uh, that's their loss. But, I mean, they're, they're just doing something. They brought up Trevor Simeon off the practice squad. He's their backup. So we've got Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon. Uh, and Zach think, Wilson, number Zach three. Wilson. I think the last time the Dolphins played Trevor Simeon was when uh, X had like a two-pick game when they played Denver. Like, was that 16, 17, whenever that was? Um, he, Trevor Simeon was the quarterback. I, I remember that game because that was like his breakout game, I guess. Um, but I mean, like you said, we've we've got to got to stay clean. We, we just can't be sloppy. I mean, it's like it's like these uh, it's like one of those like TV shows or something where the 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 better team is kind of just slacking off, and suddenly they find themselves in a hole, and then they like you know lace it up a little tighter and then they go out and dominate. Uh, the Dolphins just need to play a clean game. No fumbles, no stupid plays, no, no hiccups, no, none of that stuff. And I, I don't know that the jets are going to score. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they've got, I, I looked this up this week in terms of actual points. The kickers for the jets have more points than, cause they had one guy before they had Greg's airline he had a field goal or extra point or something. But anyway, the the there's more points come off the foot of their kicker than from the rest of their offense. They have nine offensive touchdowns on the season. That's tied with Tyreek Hill. That's less than Raheem Mostert. <laughs> well, Tyreek has 10 now, doesn't he? No, he's, he's just got nine, I think. But either way, it doesn't matter. They've, they've got – I mean, they're they're on par with players, not teams, players. I mean, so that that's where they're at offensively. Um, so yeah, I mean, they might they might kick a few field goals and get some points, but I, I'm not expecting Tim Boyle to come in and just like start slinging the ball over the field. And the good thing is the Dolphins' run defense has really stepped up. I mean, week one they got they got blown blown out of the water, 233 rushing yards. Since then, they have allowed 730 something yards in nine games. They're allowing 80 something yards per game. Uh, since week one, which will be about fourth in the league. Um, they're actually 10th in the league right now because they limited the Raiders to 36 yards. So um, they are, I mean, that's that's where the, the Jets are going to try to make their money this game. They're going to lean on uh, uh, Hall and Dalvin Cook and everybody else and try to run. And if they can't and they have to throw, it's it's it might get really bad for them. And I know I said on a previous show about, you know, I'd like to see the offense step up and 
and score a bunch of points against a good defense. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I hope Jalen Ramsey and X have a pick six each and just ice the game because I don't think the Jets are scoring 14 <laughs> points against this defense, to be honest. And if they can do that, I, I don't care if Tua takes a knee the rest of the game. That's the Bobby Boucher <laughs> def- uh, offense. So just, well, just whatever. Just get the win. But, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting much from this offense uh, with, with Tim Boyle at the helm. Here's the thing that I wanted to point out is that with all this talk about Jalen Ramsey and the defense and everything, I really, I, I, I know you guys remember this from weeks past. I really did not want to believe that the entire defense was basically hinging on Jalen Ramsey's return. I would like, to, I like, I wanted to believe that the players who are already there, Xavier Howard, Cater Kohu, and whoever else you wanted to throw in there at the time, that they were talented enough to be able to say we can hold down the fort until Jalen Ramsey shows up. But for weeks we were calling for Vic Fangio to say, fix this. It's not working as well as we expect it to be, especially considering who you are. The moment Jalen Ramsey showed up, the entire defense was elevated to top five level. And I, I can't, it's hard for me to fathom that one guy made everything go from here to here. That's all it took. Well, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty simple. It's uh, your most expensive player on defense. No, I get that, but it's like there was not like the guys that were behind him were scrubs. Cater Kohu, we were we were we were seeing his praises all last season about how great and amazing he was doing, and Xavier Howard is still Xavier Howard. So all of a sudden, we go from like yeah, middling top 15, 16, maybe go a little lower if you want to push it to top five just because Ramsey's there. Like, I get that he's expensive. I get what kind of a superstar he really is. But that's a huge jump with just one dude who's going in there now. Well, but it allows you to get to parts of your playbook that you couldn't use before as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, but more importantly than that is when you put your best players on the field, you know, you win in this sport by getting your money on the field. And when you have $25 million on the sideline, like that should hurt you eventually. And, and I'd say too, that if you look at the best defenses in the NFL, I mean, if you're going to be a, a quote unquote elite defense or like a really good top five defense, I mean, let's look at, first of all, you have to have a lot of talented players. You have to have a good scheme. You have to have pretty good coaching, but each one of those teams is likely going to be um, headed by one all pro guy, one superstar. Like if you look at the defenses playing Dallas, right? Micah Parsons, Browns, you got Garrett, um, Miles Garrett, right? Uh, Kansas City, you got Chris Jones. Now you got Miami and you got uh, Ramsey. So, and I'm sure maybe you guys could uh, name a few other really, really good defenses this year. And I'm sure they have a, a bunch of pretty good players, players that are maybe some of them recognizable. And then one, superstar guy that really just kind of brings it all together. And he was really the piece missing for the secondary too, because you have Javon Holland that even though he's lacked the big impact plays, he is playing at as one of maybe the best safety in the NFL, at least a top two or three guy this year. He just doesn't have the big impact plays, but then you put Ramsey back there on top of it. And let's not, um, uh, you know, downgrade the uh, role that Elliot has played too, because when we missed him and I forget which game it was that we missed him, like you could tell he wasn't there. Like you definitely could see the difference, Um, man. They put together a nice roster the last couple of years on that defense between the draft and, and bringing some guys in trades, et cetera. And now Bradley Chubb is getting in on it too. And I think it just kind of all happened at the same time. I don't know that it was just Ramsey, but he's definitely the headline player. And, and it was just kind of coming into its own. And to your point, Duke, about that defense last year, as far as stopping a conventional run. Now that when I say conventional run, I don't mean Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson, because they both had our lunch last year, but any other team to try to just run the ball on us, typically with their running back, they just couldn't do it in the last three or four games. I have seen that again. I am seeing a team that is just stopping the run at a really, really good level. And that's surprising because in the Fangio defense, that's not necessarily supposed to happen. It's supposed to be a little softer on the run and we're not going to give up the big plays, et cetera. 
And I think that's just uh, hats off to the the level of talent we have in that front four. Now that Phillips is back, he's fully healthy. Bradley Chubb playing well. Christian Wilkins is doing his thing. Zach Sealer is doing his thing. It might be the best defensive line in the NFL. Maybe. I'm sure, you know, I know that the Browns will have something to say about that. The Eagles have something to say about that. The Niners have something to say about that, right? Oh, another elite defense, Nick Bosa. But uh, <laughs> I think that could be the best four, or at least in the top three. And then the secondary might be the best secondary, and our linebackers are playing good. But a lot of those things we didn't see at the beginning. Phillips was hurt. Bradley Chubb wasn't quite with it. Um, we're seeing David Long come into his own now. We're seeing um, uh, AVG play well. He's been playing well all year. So it's just, I think it's just a combination of things with that defense. That they're, I, I mean, you don't want to say there's no holes on def- on the defense, but kind of tough to find him <laughs> you, have to, well, you have to look really hard to find holes on this defense right and, now. And, and one thing to think about as well is it's a, a, a complete scheme change away from the flores boyer style which is heavy on the man uh man coverage now they're doing more zone coverage and the same thing with offensive play uh, play calling changes when you have a new offensive coordinator Usually it takes a while for that to get into a groove. Same thing with defense. Sometimes it takes a while for that to get into a groove. So I think they're understanding the defense. It's all coming together now. And um, and uh, it, it's midseason, so it's kind of kind of expected that this would happen. Um, and obviously not having Ramsey for the beginning of the season was not expected, but – uh, when when all this was being put together, but at the same time, it was, uh, you know, it, it sometimes it takes a while, and now it's coming together at the right time, because that's that's a January and February defense. Oh, hundred percent! Like it's a playoff defense, it's a playoff offense too. You know, honestly, right. we just gotta not turn over the ball. I mean, I just feel like we beat any team if we just not turn over the ball. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, get into our zeros and heroes and make our picks. We got about less than 15 minutes to get this done. So, Ron, I'm going to let you go first here. So okay, let's do uh, let's do the zero, the hero, and what's your score as the Dolphins get ready to play on Black Friday, which I need to find a way to get off of work a little early to actually do that stuff. <laughs> All right, so, um, I mean, you guys probably aren't going to love some of the stuff I'm going to say here. Look, I'm not picking the Dolphins to lose or anything. You guys, A lot of the people listening probably aren't going to love this because I think people think this is going to be a little bit bigger win than it's going to be. I am predicting an extremely ugly low scoring game the Dolphins offense still hasn't shown us that they, they can go in in a hostile environment and play a good defense and with missing two of our guards we still don't know what's going on with uh not still not 100 sure on Achan, on achan um well robert Hunt was uh in this in this fake practice that never happened uh, mike mcdaniel said he would have been limited so i'm not holding my i'm gonna hold my breath for at least yeah. a little bit on him and we're still not 100% sure on Smythe. So I just think it's a tough defense to be down some kind of important guys. Um, so I'm going to put, and I hate to say this, I'm going to put Tua as the zero. Not that he's going to have a terrible game. I just don't see a big game from him. I don't see a big game from the offense. I'm going to put the hero um, as as um, Javon Holland. I think that he's been playing way too good, and I kind of teased that earlier. He's been playing way too good to not have like some big impact plays. I think we're going to see some of that from him in this game. Um, And I've got the dolphins winning a super low scoring, ugly 16 to 13 kind of last minute field goal game. I know that's not what people want to hear or probably don't believe me, but I still think we win, but I think it's going to be ugly, close and low scoring. Did you give a score? I'm sorry. I might have 16, 16, 16, 13 Miami. Okay. Uh, Duke, you're up. Hmm. Uh, zero. I'm going to put whoever's playing, uh, whoever's playing the guards position. If it's not Robert Hunt, um, probably Eichenberg. If that's the Eichenberg. So, and I think, I think he played well last week, uh, for what we expect from him. But, um, I just, those those guys aren't, aren't there uh, at that level. And I think they're hampering the run game. Um, my hero, I'm going to pick X because this guy's probably going to turn the ball over. And Jalen Ramsey, in three games, is now tied for sixth in interceptions in three games with his three. So uh, 
I'm pretty sure that whoever uh, whoever's calling the shots up there in New York is telling Tim Boyle, do not throw anywhere near number five, which means 25 is going to get his fair share of looks. And uh, I think they're going to bracket coverage Garrett Wilson because I don't think the Jets have anybody else on their roster to threaten you uh, at the receiver. And so X is going to get his. I think he gets two picks this game. Um, score, I'm going to give two scores. If the Dolphins play a clean game, they win 24 to 6. If it is a sloppy game, it's going to be 17 13. All right. Uh, Alf, I know you're not going to give your score because you still have three yards for carry to record, but uh, give us your zero and your hero, please. Uh, zero, I, I guess I'll give it to the tight ends. They'll be very, very involved in this game as far as blockers. They won't be involved at all as pass receivers. So I would say every tight end is just going to be doing a lot of dirty work. That's just not going to show up in, this, in, this, in, the, in the box score. Hero Bradley Chubb, he could have six sacks in this game, and I'm not exaggerating. They're, is, that, they're, uh, is that assuming Mackay Becton doesn't play? If Which he be, if Mackay Becton doesn't play, that's going to force all kinds of shuffling at tackle against our edge players. Yeah, they're screwed, and I think Bradley Chubb goes absolutely bonkers. Um, if he doesn't get six, he'll get three, and Jalen Phillips will get the other three. But this could be one of those games that you remember for a while as ah, oh, you remember when Bradley Chubb had five sacks in that one game. Like this is ex- extremely possible in this game. So what you're saying is it'll be safe to bet the uh, the over on Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips sacks on Prize Picks. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I actually got uh, that. And if I, you want to score, I, I think I think the, the Dolphins are going to win uh, comfortably because they, they just can't score. the The Jets can't score, and the Dolphins do have things that they can get to against this defense in New York that can be successful. And let, let me just say this. I think the Dolphins will score at least three touchdowns in this game. All right. That's not too bad. Um, well, Lewis, can I interrupt just two seconds before you start? Because I want to make sure I get this in. Is that okay? Mr. Alf, in your podcast, I did not hear the Victory Monday music at the beginning. I feel like that's bad karma. And you have to rectify that and play the Victory music for the Thursday podcast. Yes, yes, uh, I gotta Thank do you. that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, make sure we get that. Okay. That's it. That's it. I had nothing else. Thank. I just want to make sure I got that in. Didn't forget. Thank. Thank you. Al. Thanks. <laughs> Is that they're winning so much that I, I keep I forget to play? Yeah, I feel like nah, man. It's bad juju. It's got you. Got to play at the beginning of every pod. So, uh, or at, at the beginning of every Victory Monday pod, I should say. All right. Thanks, Al. I agree. Go ahead, Lewis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give who my hero is going to be for this game. I'm thinking that it is probably going to be someone in the secondary. I think and I'm not going to pick Zayvon Howard. I'm going to pick Jalen Ramsey again. Like I think that Tim, Tim Boyle, like obviously he's going to try to avoid going to Ramsey whenever he can, but there are going to be those moments where he's not really going to have much of a choice. He's going to have to test Ramsey just like, um, just like Aiden O'Connell tried to test Ramsey a couple of times and paid for it. So Jalen Ramsey will get another interception. I do firmly believe that that's going to happen at some point. They're going to have to start throwing the football. They won't be able to rely too much on Brees Hall. And uh, they're definitely, definitely not going to rely on Dalvin Cook. That is just not going to happen. I hope we smash that dude for negative 18 yards. (laughs) (laughs) When it's all said and done, I want him to have negative yards. It is very, it is very possible. After all the hell they he put us through, it was like you wanted to be a dolphin so badly, but then you didn't take the contract we offered you because you wanted. He the didn't money put us through it. They, 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 they put it. We put ourselves as dolphins fans through it by way over evaluating a player that the dolphins had pegged just right. I have a, I have a prediction, by the way. It's not out of the realm of possibility that the Jets might just cut Dalvin Cook to be out from under part of that contract at the end of the season, and Dalvin Cook might end up here. Right before the playoffs. <laughs> Trying to revive revive his career. I mean, hey, listen, once again, if he wants to be a role player in this offense, fine by me. It's a free running back, but it's he better understand that his, wor- his worth is nowhere near what everybody else thinks it is. Well, nobody thinks it is anymore. No, but no, not anymore. Yeah, that, that, that's what they thought. In, he in, looks in, like he's toast. Yeah, that's what they thought in August. But... All right. Well, that's what the Dolphins thought in August. A lot of teams were thinking Dalvin Cook was going to go to New York and be Dalvin Cook. So now my my so that's my that's my hero, and it's going to be on defense. My zero is a little bit of a 
an odd one, but I actually feel like I have a reason for it at this point. It's going to be Tyreek Hill. And the reason it's Tyreek Hill in my book is because Sauce Gardner is there. And I'm not even saying that Sauce Gardner is going to shut him down with his incredible skill and talent. I'm thinking that Tyreek Hill, if you, again, if you push him off his route, he has to like readjust and that kind of throws off the, the timing of the offense a little bit. Plus Sauce Gardner gets away with holding more than any cornerback in the NFL. And I, I don't understand why. So it's very possible that Tyreek is going to be smothered all game, both figuratively and literally. So Tua will have to look for other targets. So that's why I feel like Tyreek's going to beat my zero. <laughs> Gotcha. I just want to point out, though, that PS2, um, Patrick Sertain Jr., if you will, um, most people have him pegged as as good or maybe better than Sauce Gardner. But least he doesn't get his way with as many holding calls. And, yeah, maybe not, but um, he got smoked. Smoke yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Multiple again, times. So sauce, I don't I don't buy into the fact can, that just because it's Sauce that Tyreek Sauce Gardner can tackle someone to the ground 10 seconds before the ball gets there and he will still not get penalized. The, the, the way it's worked for us and refs this year, especially on the road. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw that. Happen. But you mentioned Tyree Hill. Have we seen another player on the dolphins that just is that so good that he cannot be defended? I mean, it, it, he dictates so much of what the other team has to do. Um, it, it goes Dan back Marino. to that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it may be Dan Marino. It's yeah. been such a long time. I think we need to appreciate that as fans. And uh, what was the NFL.com had him and said he, he's tied with Jerry Rice and Andre Johnson for the most. For um, most 140 plus yard receiving games and a touchdown in that it, same game. Yeah. And, and Tyreek so, is what? He's 29. So. Yeah. So, so th- th- this guy is so good. If you, if you go back to that Denver game, the safety is not even in the picture. Like if you watch the broadcast when he scores the touchdown, the safety's not even in the picture. He's like 30 yards downfield. They're so scared of his speed and he still gets his. So, I mean, it, it, it would have to be a call from the commissioner's office to stop a guy like that. Like they're like, look, sauce is going to trip him, uh, take a ball bat and hit him. Um, you know, Throw don't tar on don't the throw field. the flag <laughs> and don't throw the flag. It's going to take something like that because he's just that good. But that's what I'm saying is like, I, I don't like, I don't know what it is about sauce Gardner specifically, but he gets away with more penalties than any corner I've ever seen in my life. I really believe that might be right. So uh, and, and, I, and I'll say this and I say this cause we, we talked about it on, on the pod uh, this week. Uh, the dolphins are easily the most, aggressive deeper throwing passing offense in the NFL like they're the most aggressive pass offense in the entire NFL oh 100% they're dead last in receiving dpis that's crazy so, so we we do it more and and, and maybe and we get less calls we get less yeah, we get weird. less calls than anybody else in the NFL hmm so there you go. It's like Sauce going to be like, I'm just going to tackle Tyreek before he gets off the At line. It's going to be fine. So, there you Lewis, go. did you give us a score? I did not yet. Uh, my okay. score is going to go ahead. I still think the Dolphins win this game. I just do. I Even if it's only like, I think they may get like 24 and maybe the Jets will get a couple touchdowns. They'll get 14, but this is going to be. How the hell game. are they going to score two touchdowns? I don't know. I'm just a hunch. <laughs> so I feel like they'll get lucky somewhere. Brees Hall will. Like it's entirely possible that that they score Maybe zero. Like it's entirely possible that this could be a shutout. Like it's I'm entirely possible. Absolutely, it's possible. But uh, if, I, if, the, if the Dolphins don't gift them field position, uh, right? If they stop having hiccups, then this yeah, will be I a mean, blowout. Don't fumble the ball. Don't give them short fields. I don't know that they. I don't know that they're going to score. I mean, they may hit one, like. The, the defense, somebody falls down or something, they trip and, and and they get a big run or something. But otherwise, I mean, they just, they are so bad at offense. Uh, nine touchdowns. I mean, the Dolphins have two players, two players that have as many offensive touchdowns or more, or more. offensive touchdowns than the Jets. I, I understand. The I Dolphins it, had but more I always touchdowns and won the game than the Jets have scored all season. <laughs> That's great. So, I, yeah, I, I'm with Alf on this. I, 
I mean, unless they give them field position, uh, short fields where they can kick field goals, I, I don't know that they're going to get a lot of points. All right, fair enough. All right, let's 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 go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all so much for joining us. Make sure you go to PricePicks.com. Use that promo code five. That's F I V E, and they will match up to one hundred dollars on your initial deposit when you sign up. Again, promo code five. Get started winning today on that. And make sure you go to my Nintendo store. You can order them Super Mario RPG, which is out right now. It's already getting a lot of people hyped up to replay their childhood. And of course, Super Mario Brothers Wonder available right now. Make sure you click on the links in the description of this YouTube video to get your orders and you will be receiving bonus items when you make that order. That's going to be it. For myself, Ron Caniff, Chris Early, a.k.a. Duke, a.k.a. Earl, a.k.a. whatever you want to call him at this point. And, of course, Alfredo Arteaga of the 3 Yards Per Carry podcast. You will be listening to this if you did not hear it live on the 3 Yards Per Carry podcast feed after this is all said and done. And we will see you all next week for another episode of Pulse of Fans Nation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.